Today's episode is brought to you by Axod Surfboards. That's Alex Cruz Surfboard Designs, shaper of choice for the Gold Coast Underground. And this here podcast ain't that swell. For the month of August, official Swelling Shaper Axod Surfboards is offering all listeners of the pod 15% off. That's 145 hard-earned bones off of every online custom order. Just head over to www.axodsurfboards.com and use code CORN at the checkout (laughs) to claim your discount. Corn code, Smivy. Corn code. Loving that. He's a true corn lord, the Aldo Cruz. Gotta love the Cruz brothers. Two of the all-time greats from the Gold Coast. The strip that glitters, Vaughn. What are you going to do with that spare 145 in your Sky Rocket, Smith? Where are you heading with that sort of spare change? (laughs) Straight to me ketamine dealer to get a packet (laughs) or half a packet of horse tranquilizer and then straight to the door with whatever's left over, Vaughn. See you there, old buddy. Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and I ASP are going to find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far off their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the quarterback. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle with some humongous waves. Oh, that's the paper thing? Oh, surf looks good, Ivan. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro-dosy. And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Attracts magazine, and Waves magazine, Vaughn Rinsed Corn Deadly. Hey. Good to see you, Smivy. Good to be back. Woo, we've been churning out some content lately, mate. Mm, yes, yeah, got blisters on my fingers, Vaughn. My uh, butt is just covered in butt sores from sitting around the desk. It's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, mate, I'm a sight for sore eyes. Tell you what, putting in the labour at the computer, you know, just mm. fucking blue collar style. Yeah, you know, tech neck all the way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All the tradies on site are, are just crying into their concrete mix for you, mate. They're just like, oh, poor Smithy sitting at his desk talking about surfing. But I know you've been there, mate. I've seen the blisters. I've seen the chafing. I've seen the plumber's crack. You've got it going on, mate. You've got yeah. pedigree. You know the taste of the concrete dust, my friend. I've got plumber's crack in me front bone. That's how hard I've worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, no, it's been great, Smithy. Uh, last couple of weeks, we've sort of... Uh, well, last week in particular, we've really ramped up just these sort of micro episodes, uh, getting back on the micro dose. Oh, you got it. I know you, you love it, mate. But uh, it has been good because we've been able to just sort of tap in with crew as they've become available. Uh, Parco, Tommy Witz, uh, chat with the hog, which was all time. Some great insights there, mate. And it's just starting to build. I'm starting it's to it. feel it, man. It like is. Chopes is... 
it's going to be great. I mean, hopefully this episode comes out uh, during the first week, uh, mm. the holding period will, for sure. So, you know, things will probably would have kicked off by then, but I think that, yeah, I'm well and truly primed for, for what I feel like Smithy is semi-final, semi-final surfing. You know, mm-hmm. like when you get to the semis, especially those big major semis, the two games before the, 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 big, um, the big dance, and it basically is the best footy of the year. The, the nerves aren't really as heightened as, or, or, or the thought processes aren't as sort of consuming as they are for the, the grand finals. Uh, you just get teams who are going, nah, we've come this far. It's, it's all or nothing. I'm expecting that sort of performance and that sort of mindset at Chopes. Yeah, often uh, often the semis, often the, the lead-up is better than the final itself. We almost saw that at Trestles. You know, the, the surf didn't really show up. It was a bit funky. We got the crescendo we wanted last year. But, mm. yeah, often the, uh, you know, this event coming up, Chopes, it is the event of the year. There's so much hinging on it. There's a decent forecast uh, at the back end of the waiting period. So, uh, you know, fuck, man, you, you're just glued to your screen. Don't don't wait for the, the grand final. Don't wait for the final five showdown at Trestles. Get in now. It's the pointy end of the year. It's when tempers flare, born, the pressure mounts, the veins throb, the hemorrhoids burst. Mm. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a gnarly situation for everyone in the draw. Changers, world tour, all of them, they're all sweating. They're all just putting in right mm. now, Bourne. And, mate, the forecast is looking pretty good for the tail end. I think we might get to see some heaving bomb and chopes. And uh, let's see what these guys are made of. These guys and women ready to throw it down for the world title. But, Smithy, let's get into it. Finger buns just sitting in the room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns, finger buns. Feed your face in finger buns. Number four. It's a Hawaiian invasion of the U.S. mainland. Vaughn, the Polynesians have absolutely rinsed the U.S. Open. Uh, Betty Lou Sakura Johnson winning the final of the women's. Zeke Lau, the human highlighter. They're calling him over at Stab Magazine. Mm. Taking out the men's on his fluorescent yellow thruster. And uh, longboarder, <laughs> Keyless Kaleopa'a taking out the women's. Mm. So, uh, I mean, they came... They saw the Hawaiians. They left with three of the biggest fucking novelty checks you've ever seen. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen this much American capital disappear overseas since the housing market crash of 08. <laughs> strong, strong performances by the Hawaiians. Uh, we've seen it coming on the women's side of the draw for a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, Zeke Lau, what? He was part of a Hawaiian push that came through quite a while ago. Dusty mm. Payne uh, was in that. Kiron Jabor was in that. Uh, there was a... a John John, obviously. Keanu was sing. Keanu was sing. Um, there, there was a big, big push. But yeah, uh, the, the Zeke Lau attitude mentality, oh, it has to be on tour. It's so good. I mean, the front on the guy is incredible, Smithy. I love the fluoro board. I thought it was a, a throwback. Last time I saw an all fluoro board actually dominate and take out an event, I'm going to go way, way back to 1997. QS... Uh, it was uh, the Forex Pro at Point Lookout up at Caloundra mm-hmm. and Mark Ocalupo, the, the comeback, the, the year that he was looking to re-qualify. Um, fit, healthy after, you know, two or three or four years sitting on the couch eating burgers and smoking bongs. Mm. Lung him like the uh, absolute lunatic that he 
He is. Or breakfast pro- or maybe, maybe joints. I don't know. Maybe joints. I'm not sure what what Oki's flavour was the back mm. in the day there, Smithy. But yeah, that was the that was the uh, the dingling ling that really sent him on his way, and it was an all fluoro Dahlberg. Mm. And uh, yeah, it just it sparked memories of that Zeke getting out there, and and I wonder whether we'll see. You know, this uh, ultimate surfer start mm. to get back on tour. and Because he hasn't hit his straps, put it that way. Like, he, he hasn't reached full potential yet for how aggressive and, and new sort of new old school Hawaiian he is. You know, that classic Sonny, uh, Johnny Boy Gomes, that kind of classic, like, I'm bringing some fucking pure heat and island vibes to these events. Mm, yeah, Fanning wrote, a, just on the, the fluoro boards, Fanning mm. wrote a few of those fishing lures, didn't he? Kind of got rid of them uh, post J Bay, but Little I feel fl- like oh yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. They were they were they weren't the entire sled though. No, sled. that's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I think there's a reason people don't tend to ride them too often is because they have a similar shade to the mahi mahi uh, piscatorial mm. pelagic, and uh, yeah, you don't want to be you know inviting the bodies. No, that's right. No inviting the bodies. But mm. yeah, Zeke Lau, he's an interesting case. I mean, from the south shore of Oahu, so he's not a natural big wave town. He's more of a small wave hustler. Mm. They, uh, he's got all the full kit bag of scintillating frontside lacerations and pretty skith pants, and uh, he's learned to pack it with the best. Don't know why it hasn't clicked. Maybe it's it's because of that that anger, the uh, the mana, you know, the aggression. Sometimes it can cloud your judgment, and I don't know. There's also that kind of karmic kick up the coit you be you get for being a fucking mm. mad cunt. Yeah. yeah, don't you reckon? It kind of, I don't it know, does, it doesn't, doesn't seem, seem to be, work. Well, it doesn't many. seem to be dissipating. I mean, if anything, he's he's doubling down on that energy. Mm. He came in, he, he was talking like classic AI stuff, you know, from, from his winning streaks of the early years. You know, they're going to feel how they're going to feel. I'm going to put the pressure on, and if you crumble under the pressure, that's, you know, that's uh, something you got to work on. You know, I, I thrive in that pressure. I want to bring it on as much as I can, and, you know, I feel like it brings the best out of me, and uh, I've always wanted to win. I came here just thinking about AI. You know, I was like, I'm going to go AI mode, and he's won out here before, and, you know, I tried to just channel that in the water. I was just watching, like, uh, Raw Iron. Part of the video's name is, like, Victory, and he was just winning and envisioning him on stage, and that's just all I was thinking of all week. And, um, I mean, we saw what happened with Chippo earlier in the year over in WA. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot simmering there, Smithy. Something the, the pot is not off the boil, my friend. And I think that he's, uh, he's, you know, from from my takeaway, uh, his post seed interviews and that, he's like, I'm here to win. I'm here to fucking destroy people. I'm not here mm. to look after people's egos and, you know, uh, just pussyfoot around or pat around. You know, like the, these these new theories and this sort of uh, calm mental thinking. He just wants to destroy and fight and scratch and kick and do it old school. And, uh, well, it worked for him in the US. And maybe it, it, that's the kind of energy you do need to win a comp like Huntington. Like, it's, it's a fucking circus, mate. Mm, and he's been fully modelled in the likeness of AI's coach, his early coach, Dave Riddle. Uh, you know, had basically, who was, you know, one of AI's early mentors. Mm. Matt Zeke's whole approach, his uh, surfing technique, off AI's blueprint, the high line flow to heaps of speed down the line, unleashed in furious gaffes. Fuck his rail game's good, man. <laughs> He's good, isn't he? He's uh, very entertaining to watch, very stylish surfer. Uh, you know, the Hawaiians, they don't tend to produce guys who are, you know, st- with stinky styles. They're all very much pure surfers, pure lines, um, crazy punts, and just really good technique in the pit. But uh, Betty Lou Sakura taking mm. out the women's. Katie Simmons, I feel like, uh, would have been a special to take out the event, but she, she, uh, I don't know, she thought she was still back in Ulladulla with Russ Bjork at the Marlin headbutt and schooners. <laughs> headbutt on the board and just uh, 
took a bit of a whack on the melon and had to withdraw oh, through concussion I think in anyway, two-foot Huntington if, slop. If you set foot in the marlin, you're you're setting your career back mm. at least six months. doesn't matter who you are. If, if you're a chippy, you're, you're going to set your business back six months. The marlin is not to be messed with, mate. The checkered floors, the doof. Fucking send me back to 1991, mate. It is backwards in there, Smithy. Iconic joint, though. But, uh, yeah, look. Katie's uh, re-qualified, right? So she's number one in the world on the Changers. That that's is amazing. Um, is she going to TB? Is she going to you know forgo the first year and then get on the second and just go fucking ham? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. The 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 kit bag is so full of wow. just you know wow. unseen surfing for the CT. I believe and that, uh, Betty Lou uh, just on on the back of that is is right in there with that same sort of uh, aggression, that same sort of rail surfer, not scared to throw a bit of fin, but. We've said it before. We'll say it again, Smithy. This next generation is coming on strong. Good to see Macy Callahan representing the Changers Aussie. Great. Getting all the way to the final as well. Yeah, Katie Simmers first on the Changers. The Pickle, Molly Picklem second. Uh, Macy third. Betty Lou fourth. She leapfrogged two spots. Uh, with that win, Sophie McCulloch, the Aussie fifth. Oh, the Van Dyke, the Raging Bull Van Dyke. At sixth, B Mac, Bronnie McCauley at seventh, and uh, so yeah, plenty of Aussies in the in the mix there. Uh, B Mac and Nikki Van Dyke just beneath the CT qualification line, exiting the U.S. Open. So it's it's on that Changer series looks far out, like the big burst of fresh energy that is going to make the 2023 uh, CT really pop for the women's. And on the men's, Rio wider, the Indo Cool Lord still holding it down in first. We had an absolute shocker at the US Open. Uh, I guess he lost fucking the, the earliest opportunity just with 300 first points. First round exit. Mm. Yeah, but I, I guess uh, without France on the agenda now, there's one less Chang's event. So uh, maybe he just got over there and went, you know what? Let's go and check a bit of America out. Let's have a look at this joint. Culture on steroids. Mm. Mm. Uh, Leo Firavani in second. Zeke Lau in third, jumping 24 spots with that win. Our Cal in fourth. Our Cal. He went up three spots uh, after the US Open. Leo Muniz fifth. Leo Muniz still in the mix. What? These Brazilians, you can't can't knock them down, Smithy. The intent is real. The passion is real. As long as Jaddy's on tour, I just think they'll just keep on coming at us. Ramsey Bukheim, uh, yes. the Moroccan goof, oh. moved up seven spots. Wow, he's uh, in equal six alongside Dylan Moffat. Give us one year of Ramsey Bukheim on tour. I just, oh, I reckon it could go turbo. Jeez, he's a big rig. It's a fascinating development. I mean, uh, a, a surfer from Morocco on the CT, they've got fucked up waves there. Mm. Fucked up waves there, as everybody knows. Uh, but, yeah, for whatever reason, they haven't been able to pull it off or, or even really get within Kui, it's a, it's a bit of a bolter. I, yeah. I would never have predicted Ramsey to be sitting this pretty at this stage of the year. Fuck, it'd be classic. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Imai DeVault. He's back in the mix at ninth. He moved up eight spots after the US Open. Eaton Osborne with the, the turn of the comp, a big backside, full road air rev on a big section. He moved up 30 spots wow. uh, and sits at 10th. And our man, Jao Chianka, at 11th, going up 51 spots on the ratings after a runner-up finish to Zeke the Freak Lau. That's huge. That's huge. The Changers is it, – it's beautifully orchestrated, isn't it? It's ramping up at the exact time of year it should because by the time we get done with the uh, 
the WSL Rippy Finals. Uh, it's going to be just all eyes on that Changers because, geez, it moves around a lot, event to event, doesn't it? It, it doesn't seem to sort of just shift in little microcosms. It, it shifts in these giant leaps and huge falls. And Lobby O'Brien, like, he came from nowhere. He's starting to uh, look at that qualification line and going, yeah, yeah, I'm back in the frame here after a good result over there. Three Aussies in the quarters. Um, yeah, Arcal. Oh, Jolly Vaughan, huge result for him. Finally, uh, you know, starting to find his uh, rhythm and sync with the Changers. And, of course, the lobby getting uh, a result over there. So good stuff. Good signs for the Aussie men on the Chang. Morgie, come on, mate. Time to uh, find that fire, get that spirit back. Just start whacking it. Don't use the brain, Morgs. Just use the brawn, brother. What are you, what's the secret for the Morgs? Is it, is it just getting back on the uh, the six-pack of VB program? You know, just waking up, cracking the top off a of King Brown, ripping a Bilson, you know, just charging out, fucking reeking of smegma and whatever else into the shore and just whacking it like a hellman, screaming at the grommets. And uh, is, is that the, the vibe he's got to tap back into? Is all what? the training, is all this kind of healthy eating, the, the beans and brown rice eight-pack, is it working against him? It doesn't work for everyone, Vaughn. That's right, Smithy. And if you listen to any other sports podcast or, or read any biographies, like everyone has their different methods. Mm. You know, there's, there's rugby league players who towards the end of their careers, they still can't be touched. They're so at the top of the game, but they can't train anymore because their knees are shot and their brains are a mashed potato and they're, you know, their, their training is like a couple of schooners after training. Like, that's kind of where they, they find their happy place. And, yeah, maybe tap back into that, Morgie. Get back on that program, mate. Let it fly, Morgs. Go, son. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's just uh, – I think he's he's definitely a surfer who – the head noise is no good. Like, mm. get on the Wim Hof. Get yeah. on their meditation. Have a little chat with Tommy. And uh, just don't think, mate. Just go out there and whack it. That's That's literally – Morgs at his best, just punching it, vert, hard, and bringing it back around, and it just sends buckets. Just do whatever you have to do to shut down the head noise, Vaughn. Do whatever, you know, just run at a brick wall. Maybe go play a few games of, you know, reserve grade for uh, the uh, the Merryweather magicians down there, and, uh, you know, just fucking just shut it down. Shut the noise off. Yeah. Get rid of the thoughts. There's, 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 got to, there's ways to do it. The Wim Hof is one way, the ice bars, but you just got to shut that fucking head noise yeah. up. All the Red Bull contracts, all the Rip Curl contracts, all the, the house mortgages, the you know the stock market. I don't know what his stock options are, but it's just all adding to a to a, a big yeah. matzo ball in the old uh, mind, Vaughn. I think he's capable, Smithy. I think he's capable of, of just letting it, the brain have a rest. I think, uh, yeah, like you say, get out of there, just go on a little holiday, reset. Come back at it. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. This house ain't no home. Yeah. Get it, India. Or go to India. Matthias Hurdy and Victor Bernardo, this Afro-Brazilian groover. Uh, a bit of synchronised punting, Vaughn, mm. at, uh, I think it was Trestles. Uh, yeah, some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Like These guys have punts so on lock that they're able to just pop them at will. And at the same time, it's, I've never seen such a feat in surfing. Uh, I mean, and it, it's kind of it's kind of opened the door for me, Vaughn. Here we go. Uh, a conversation for... Mm. Potentially uh, a new sport at the Olympics. Like, why stop at surfing? Why not? Uh, let, why not? You know, further, further this conversation. Synchronized punting um, as a you know as a 
just another doff of the cap to this great culture, this great sport of ours, mm. uh, potentially even a, a surfing decathlon that we've discussed uh, in the past, uh, a morning roost in the van, a, a quick brew and a spliff, uh, then, you know, a sprint to hang a shit in the dunes, <laughs> six Rios, a roundhouse and a closeout, and now uh, the first person in the dole queue wins gold. Oh, I love this. Uh, rock off. The rock off uh, Olympic event. Olympic rock you, off. Yeah, how good would that be? Uh, 10 to 12 foot, just coming straight in on some fucking ancient old piece of terra firma that's sticking out of the ocean. Piahi Olympic rock off. Oh, gosh, that'd be good. Imagine the carnage. I'd love to see that. I mean, it's it's going to be unfair for, for some nations, sure. Let's see. Who, who would be the minnows of, of rock offs? Probably... Well, I have to say some of those uh, kind of Middle Eastern nations where oh, there's just not a lot of rocks. It's it's mostly sand, mm. uh, sand deposits and, and sand setups. Your Yemens, your Omans. Oh, yeah. The rock-off mm. would be a challenging event for them. We'd see some serious carnage. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea, Smithy. I think surfing, uh, we're being too narrow-minded, not opening it up to all the all aspects and all disciplines within our culture. Mm. That's right. And, uh, I mean... Far out to represent a, a, as a kind of trial phase sport at the Olympics, Matthias Hurdy, uh, oh, the greatest aerialist. I mean, you'd love to see it. Tandem surfing never really took off in the way it could have. Uh, we saw a bit of it at Noosa and whatnot, but I feel like this is the new version of that synchronized surfing. I mean, the tandem surfing, maybe, just maybe it could have worked a bit better had they. I don't know. They went down the, the kind of conservative mainstream Olympic approach. But what if, you know, just fucking move the fucking G-banger to the side of it and just get a bit of 69 action? <laughs> 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 oh, oh, mate. Like a kind of a... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, maybe it doesn't fit into a sporting uh, a sporting realm, but, but an OnlyFans realm. Well, I mean, geez, there's money in it. It opens the door, Smithy, for some of the great surfing power couples to uh, reignite their careers. <laughs> I mean, Jack and Alana come straight to oh, mind. Jelana Chard, bring it on. <laughs> Who's not going to pay to watch that? Uh, Sheldon Sim- Simkus and uh, Macy Callan, they'd, they'd be gold medal favourites, surely, in, in some sort of uh, upside-down, inside-out, spinning-around uh, tandem Olympic surf off. Call for Bobby what it is, Vaughn. A we, fuck could fest. Could we get Bobby and Anna out of uh, retirement for this? Yes, absolutely. The great I'm just... charges of ye old times. Nate and Mahina Florence. Uh, geez, the list goes on. It's an absolute smorgasbord of condoms full of walnuts and peaches galore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring it on. Bring it on, Olympics. Come on. Marta, put through the uh, applications now, mate. I'm sure the HP, HPC can develop some sort of uh, incredible uh, synchronized slash tandem surfing uh, wave pool to get all the uh, tricks nailed down. Mm. Um, yeah. a, a kind of a, a Playboy Mansion scenario at the, the, the wave pool, perhaps. Just, That's right. And you know, instead of water, it's full it of KY jelly. And, uh, <laughs> oh, mate, the mind boggle, Smithy. A gelatinous tube with your your other half packed in it, just packing each other full of it. Wow. Gabby Medina uncovers a vast trove of Amazonian peptides. Eats them all at once. Oh, Smithy, can can we play the theme song? Can we play the theme song right now? Please. More energy. Hi, this is Arnold, your instructor. Down, up, down, up, down, 
more energy. You seen the size of the man, Vaughn? Yeah. It looks like a cocaine kingpin from the favelas of Rio. All that's missing are the, the gold grills. The guy is jacked. I thought he was just rehabbing an MCL. He looks like he's uh looks like he's training for Mr. Olympia. Oh man, this blew my head off when I came across these photos on the gram. I was just like, who's this girthy looking piece of mooly on uh, Gabby's Instagram? And then I had a closer look and it was him. I've never seen her. Is it just the camera angle or is he actually just tapped out, stacked out, put it on fucking muscle right now? Yeah, I don't know. It looked pretty jacked to me. I mean, it was just a sweating, dripping, rippled slab of churrasco. Mm. He was uh, just a Brazilian barbecue, uh, barbecue for one. Who's the, who's the last snack? great muscle man on tour. Who was the last great ripped out freakazoid? You'd have to go back. Oh, Neko Paderats, uh, of course, got done for roids in the end, but uh, I mean, look, it, it was still in the, the courts of litigation as far as I know. Mm. Never conclusively uh, proven. I think he had a... a f- well, maybe it was. He but, had yeah. a really, really he didn't, he bad... He never admitted... No, well, he had a really bad back. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, exactly. I so is Gabby. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How's your, how's your peptide intake going? Well, yeah, yeah. Let's say it's uh, it's beneath the uh, the legal requirement mm. to well, host the podcast. That's good, great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I haven't seen WADA come in here lately, but uh, if they do, that's the least of their worries in both our systems. I'll, I'll fill up. that beaker with piss, chuck it in his face, and run for the hills, boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, I remember when. Uh, well, like, now that it's an Olympic sport. Uh, I think you can get a, a knock on the door as soon as they start uh, announcing extended Olympic squads. Any day, they could just turn up uh, with, you know, a, a little vial, uh, a couple of lab coats, and you're not actually allowed to to go to another room. You've got to you pull everything out and, and wee in the glass in front of them. So Jesus, who's yeah. uh? How do you how do you get into this gig? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd be thinking of uh, getting getting a start on the old uh, water. Oh, I, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind it. And I know a couple of guys uh, who also would express an interest. You know, I am from mm. the. Eastern suburbs, the the zone of Darlinghurst, Oxford Street was my stomping ground once mm. upon a time. Born, uh, yeah. What about uh? So what? Well, Michelle Perez, he's a pretty oh, ripped out bloke. Holy smokes! I mean, Louise. good luck pinching a piece of fat off that bloke. Wow. Yeah, he's absolutely he's ripped out, rippled. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of uh, I mean, Taddy Weston Webb. She has got some gluteus maxed out <laughs> Maximus going on. She's pretty jacked, mate. It's got its own postcode. It, it actually harks back, mate, to the Tom Carroll, Tom Curran, Oki, Kong, like these, the super athlete days of the early 80s when uh, I think basically we, we stopped being the uh, counterculture, mm. you know, we're heading Cone up the ripping, coast. Yeah, we're treehouse living, yeah. chicken rearing, vegetable growing. Yeah, live kind of just uh, dancing without dancing, loose-limbed frames of the of the uh, country soul movement. Mm. And we started heading into that jacked up, coked up, mega athlete, big bucks, like bikini chicks, sports cars, fluoro, everything. And... Um, it's almost sort of heading... Oh, is this the direction we want to head again? Do we want to head back to those times? Because the, the athleticism and the commitment to building bodies on top of everything, if you look at the thighs, the thighs on 80s pro surfers, especially because the uh, shorts were really short, the uh, springies were really tight, mm. it's almost out of proportion yeah. for the size of their bodies. Like, have That's a look right. at Tom Carroll's thighs back in the day. Have a look at, you know, even Oki and, and Curran. 
Like they are big, big boys back in those days, mate. mate. Even though they're small in stature, they're heavy weighted, uh, geared towards. And I guess power surfing was the order of the day, so that's why. But yeah, are we heading back to that? Are we heading back to uh, a throwback to the eighties? Yeah, I mean, just speaking of the eighties, you know, I'm no cock watcher, but you know, just <laughs> reading between the thighs, mate. They're looking, they're making Michelangelo oh, look like a porn star. Oh, the Holy moose smokes. knuckles, the, the moose knuckles of the eighties, <laughs> just a, a, a fleet of them, a fucking herd of them, stampeding towards the victory dais. I mean, you know, guys are on the steroids when their nuts look like a couple of peas <laughs> in a uh, fluorescent blue. Or yellow weddy short, but yeah, are we heading back to a, a, a time, a glorious time of cutthroat competitive surfing, like, full look of cocaine, Italy. roids, and uh, just fisty cuffs on the beach, fawn? If we are, I say bring it on. Okay, well, Idolo uh, has set the benchmark. I mean, he he's ripped beyond comparison at the moment. He has to be the most just taut man on tour. Mm. Um, so Gabby, uh, he's put some time in the gym in. In his, in his off season. You reckon that's what this is really about? He's seen Idolo's beans and brown rice eight pack mm. and he's thought, I'm going to raise you that eight pack. I'm going to come at you with a niner, a tenner even. A tenner and with extra girth on mm. the side. Yeah, the I think thickness. it could be happening. Let's uh, let's check in with uh, Mick Fanning uh, in time for the next episode and see what he makes of all this training that's going on because, uh, of course, the great Mick Fanning is that fucking good. And just quickly, just quickly uh, on Gabby, you know, far out, it's going to hurt. Missing Chopes, uh, one of his favourite events. He's, he's one of the guys to beat out there somehow. Don't know how. Mm. He's a, a Brazilian f- from Mauritius where, you know, yes, it's the hollow wave mecca of Brazil, but fuck, there's nothing like Chopes out there. Yet, won it as a rookie on debut. Uh, sorry, won it on debut at the event. Mm. Uh, yeah, how, how much is he going to be missing this event? I think... Yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. He he kind of, well, he, he got back on tour. He looked deadly for a hot second and it sort of whittled, you know, fizzed off on him. Um, these would be the events that hurt. The next two will be hard for him to watch. So I think whatever respite that he was needing to, to re-find his competitive drive, he'll, he'll know how real it is sitting at home and watching these two on the couch. I, I think that... Uh, you know, judging from the physicality of the man, he, he's looking to uh, come back pretty strong next year with a renewed sense of fucking destroy Number two. We've got a skits new skate surf crossover guy, Vaughn. Oh, yeah. uh, Zion Wright, the Afro-American pro skater mm. who does some skits punts in the pool. He hops in alongside Curran Capels, uh, that Kalani Ooh. kid, that Rookie kid from the North Shore. What was that kid's last name? Kalani David. Kalani David. That's yes, the kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, others like Christian Fletcher, Julian Wilson, Zoltan Torkos. Oh, the great. Uh, we're entering a pretty trippy realm of flip maneuvers and uh, yes, yeah, like just board trick maneuvers in surfing. Mm. It's fucking skits. There was a, a fucking another guy uh, over there in California just doing yeah a crazy uh, finger flip and some tray flips. Uh, Brad Flora. Nearly sticking a tray flip in mm. the pool. Uh, yeah, man. And then some other guys like Brock Crouch, just a, a skits pro snowboarder who also fucking flares. But, uh, yeah, I mean, talk to us about the the cross-pollination between surfing and skating because it's always been there. You, you go way, way back to the, the very beginnings of the mm. shortboard revolution and, and the likes of Tony Alva, the original uh, skating world champ who fucking ripped on a, a, a short singly back in the day. And, uh, mate, it, you know, even Bainey, the Gamota, was part of that 
Coca-Cola mm. skate team, Shane Haran. Mm-hmm. It's always been that cross-pollination. They've kind of developed in parallel, and they still are. It's remarkable that they've kept pace considering you know where skating's got to and, and, and to see skaters be able to, to bring their tricks into the pool and, and onto the waves mm. and surfers adopt those tricks. I, I didn't think I'd ever see kick flips, tray flips, uh, on a surfboard. I mean, we've seen shovets and board burials, but yeah, it, it's a fucking trippy time. It is trippy. Um, well, as you know, Smithy, skateboarding was street surfing. That's what it was originally called when they first developed the first, you know, skateboards. So uh, all the big influences on the Tony Alvers and those Dogtown boys in particular was was Larry Bertelman and Buttons pretty much. They wanted, they wanted to be able to like ride those uh, sort of stormwater drains throughout California and Hawaii and all that sort of stuff. With that sort of style, those big swooping, low center, like, you know, Bertelman cutties, basically. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've developed sort of side by side. But I think skating uh, definitely veered off into its own culture that kind of, I guess, makes sense due to the fact that, the, you know, the landscape and the environment doesn't change at all. Mm. It just became so technical so fast. I feel like the way that pools have developed has it'll play a role in these sorts of snowboarding and skate tricks becoming way more prevalent but i just don't see it necessarily becoming uh, like at the top end of surfing uh outside of novelty events it could be wrong i could be wrong there's going to be guys who can do kickflips who'll bring them out in heats and stuff but how will that score against you know a john john florence top to bottom six foot carve you know what i mean like i mean yeah it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but i think it's great that that, that it's, it exists man and and the, when the, the pools start generating eight foot surf mm. and we start seeing guys doing big mctwists and like huge fucking 1080s and bringing like that style of skateboarding mm. in with the flips and the varials that's when it's going to really start becoming a, a stadium sport yeah, fucking wild, isn't it? Super interesting. I guess they've they've kind of progressed or evolved uh, culturally quite differently. You know, surfing being a, a coastal sport. Square jock ass, fucking well, muscle man, glow worm, all beat your kids with coat hangers sport. Yeah, and then... And uh, skateboarding yeah. being get, get away from everyone and just go for a roll. You've got an inner city culture versus a, yeah, a, exactly. a coastal culture. You know, the coast is gentrified. It's it's the whole demographic of surfing's changed. It's become this super popular lifestyle sport with the corona ads and you'd rather be here and you, you better be there and you, you're not scoring here and this and that. Yeah. And, uh, skating's just still the same old fucking degenerates. Yeah, that's, that's kicking and pushing around the street, getting chased around by security guards, yeah, drinking their longies. Yeah, the point I was I was trying to make exactly is that the cultures are different because the cultures, are, look, skate culture is just so accessible to any kid who's feeling left out or fucking not disillusioned with what's going on they can just go for a roll like surfing it's it's just fucking such a big ask to just discover surfing on your own find it on your own find a crew of mates at the beach these days that's it's a different world even from when we were growing up so yeah different worlds mate I, i actually enjoy the crossover i think it's great all those guys who seem to be the best at it have uh, a really open-minded sort of view of of surfing, of skating, of of people, of world travel. Like they, they're a good bunch of bunch of guys. When I've had anything to do with them, and I think that they'll bring something cool to mm. surf to surf culture. You know who doesn't think that? Who? The 2012 world champ Joel Parkinson fucking hates it. Hates to shove it. <laughs> it's not surfing. 
Fair enough. I mean, uh, what, he tried an air once, buckled his ankle and lost the world title. So uh, he's probably just giving it all away, all that shit. And he just, like Simon Anderson said to me, mate, as he gets older, you know, the tricks, whatever. Three turns, bottom turn, tube, cut back. Well said. Well played. Chopes is upon us for any late mail on the event before it kicks off at the end of the road. It's the biggest comp of the year for the title contenders. Uh, late mail, last words. Well, we've spoken to everyone and the, and the late mail's gone out. So uh, if, you, if you haven't listened to the last couple of uh, eps we've chucked up there, go through them. Have a listen to what Tommy Whitaker's got to say. Have a listen to Parco. Have a listen to uh, the great hog, the great man. Um, Pearls of wisdom from Tommy Witz, the man with uh, three the big thoroughbreds. Ta- the big the- takeaway was for for me was that he he said everyone over there the the, the energy is that everyone feels like they they're where they should be if they're in with a shot at qualifying. Like everyone started the year going, yeah, we want to be in the top five, but if we're in with a chance by the time we get to Chopes, then uh, it's systems go. The other big takeaway was like if you're getting over there and you haven't had your game plan in place since day one, like I'm um, not day one of the comp, day one of the year. He goes, you're too far behind. You're blowing it. So he said his charges are good to go. And I I do believe with the way the surf coaching is, everyone else will be pretty much on the same program. I, I'm just, I just can't wait, Smithy. I'm actually frothing because there is swell on the lineup. And this is just all or nothing, man. And uh, the spoilers will be looking to fucking wreak havoc. I think the wild cards will want it more than any other wild cards we've seen in a while. Like mm. you look at Hog, Michelle Berez, mate unfairly kind of ditched from tour. He lost his place uh, in his mind. He'll have major point to prove out there. Corley Vast is probably the best chope surfer in the world, along with uh, Matahide Drolle, if, if, you know, out of of anyone in the world right now. So he will be no easy draw, big or small. He'll know the reef. He'll know the ones that are going to open up. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, and Vaheen as well on the women's side. So there's a lot of uh, potential blowouts at the top. Bring it on. Mm. I just can't wait. I, I'm also amped to see, uh, as Parco said, mate, just amped to see Cal Robbo. He's, he's just said all year he's just backed him and he hasn't let him down and he's not expecting him any, to let him down at this event either. Just looking at the forecast, penciling the 18th and 19th of August. Uh, we're looking at 2.4 metres of swell, 15 second periods, south-south-west uh, swell, north-north-east winds, which I think is offshore enough. Mm. Uh, what do you call that? It's probably in the 2.4 meters, 15 seconds, like kind of the six to eight foot range. Like Big a, enough. Yeah. Big enough to, Fuck. to round here. That's a, some that's a solid swell. Ooh, yeah. That's like a, you know, in the eight to 10 foot range. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be proper as far as the women's draw goes. I mean, what are we predicting there? What, what will constitute a successful event for them? We know, uh, it's the first time back at Chopes in, I don't know, what was it, 2006, 2008 or something that they, they last competed there. And uh, we've seen Jesse Miley Dyer come out, the women's uh, former Women's World Tour competitor turned commissioner of the entire WSL, saying that, you know, she didn't believe it was the right decision for the men to decide that the women weren't up to surfing Chopes. Um, she, she thinks that they should have been able to make that decision themselves. Mm. And did that decision set women's tube riding and uh, pro surfing back? Should they have been right to decide? And that said, um, you know, what's going to justify Miley Dyer's 
stance on this? Like, mm. what kind of waves they're going to have to pack to justify uh, having an event there for the women? Yeah, well, without doubt, it's set women surfing back. There's, there's no question. I mean, Lane Beachley, Kate Scarrett, Mel oh, Redman, Redmond. Mel yeah. Redman. I mean, these are women who put it in out there. They went over there. They did the time. They got to know the wave. They won events, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's a pretty sus call to just call it off because there's a few women who didn't want to catch waves in heats and it makes the sport look bad well you know fuck this, that's happened in the men's as well mate. yeah who could uh, forget Neko yeah, refusing well, to take off and then the, the next year on. coming back and getting a 10 mm. you know like let's not forget that either so shit can change quickly man no doubt uh, what does a successful event look like I think questions have been answered I think that a lot of the fear and the unknown is it's been dealt with at Pipeline. Like, you know, like everyone's going to be, especially the women who surfed in that event at the start of the year, would look back on those performances and go, fuck, I wish I went that one. Oh, I, 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 you know, like you would have just analysed all that ad nauseum till, you, till your brain doesn't work anymore, trying to go, how do I get better out there? And this event, Chopes is, is a heavy, heavy wave, but it's a lot more perfect. You're not getting dealt those pinchy, clampy ones as much as you are at Pipe. You're not dealing with... Uh, as a big differential in terms of like one day to the next and what, mm. what the moods of the place are. So I just think they're going to go. I reckon that it's going to be really, really good. I think a successful event is just watching the women fucking rip in. Mm. Like if, if, they, if they're ripping in, everyone's going to be happy. It's such a tricky proposition because, you know, in order for it to be safe, you kind of want them to be running it in six to eight foot chopes, uh, which, you know, the, the barrel's open. It, it's breaking on that a bit more towards the back ledge. Because mm. uh, if you if you try and play it too safe out there and you chase little insider ones, I think that's when you can really come unstuck. And we've seen that before in women's surfing. Uh, Nikki Van Dyke at Cloud Break, you know, just in that head space of, I'm going to charge here. I'm going to go anything. I'm going to pack it. She ended up chasing an inside one onto shish kebabs and just packing it straight in a dry reef, getting like, what was it? Like 150 stitches in her face or something? Mm. Like cosmetic surgery, the work. She got so opened up. One of the worst injuries mm. that's happened uh, in my memory in women's professional surfing, in the history of the whole thing, mm. in an event. So it's a tricky one. You kind of want it to be big. And you want them to have a mindset of just being safe, you know, not being too gung ho yeah. about it. Like in waves like of consequence, uh, there's a risk and reward factor at play, and you can't just be blindly hucking yourself over the ledge. I don't think you you can do it blindly. The whole field is going to have their own demons, you know, swimming swimming around in their heads as they paddle out there, and not everyone is going to have that you know, gumption to just go everything. Um, I think there'll be a couple, uh, but I think, you know, they've got the knowledge, man. They're, these women surf as good as any fucking people on on the planet. Like, they're probably in the top 1% of all surfers on the planet. So they know how to read waves. They know which ones are fucked. They know which ones are good. I think it's... I think they're in a good place for this event. I don't, I don't think there's really... Uh, uh, you know, a collective attitude of fucking, we've got to send it over the edge on every single thing that comes with us. I think there will be that uh, with a couple of competitors for sure, especially if clocks are ticking down and there's, you know, spots in the finals on the line. But let's not forget as well, Smithy, that some of the best surfers of all time come unstuck out there doing exactly what you just said. Uh, Kiala Kenley was surfing Code Red one day, 
getting the biggest barrels ever seen in the history of Fuck, women's surfing. I was surfing. looking at that thing today. And the next day it's three foot mm. and she comes a cropper and rips her face off as well. well so it's, that, That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. sketchiest thing you can probably do out there is chase like an inside four foot west one or something and just get fully dry yeah. docked. Uh, on the reef because it's 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 right on the reef, and well, I feel like that could be exactly the kind of situation the women are thrown into. You know, th- throw them in on a fun day when it's actually fucking more psycho. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be fun to watch. I, I think that the uh, the women surfing, it, it's just another challenge for them to rise to, and I think they'll feel a lot more comfortable here than they were at Pipeline. Finger Buns is brought to you by our Swellian Partners Board Socks, the toughest canvas surfboard socks on the market. Made to stand the test of time, they are water and wax resistant, unlike the polyester socks that rip easily and end up as landfill or get waterlogged and stink up the car. They have a heap of artist collabs with designs by Saltwater Dreamtime, Aussie Wright and Jake Ross, and 10% of all proceeds go to different charity organisations like Durakai Surf, One Wave, Surfers for Climate. So when you buy board socks, you're not just looking after your sled, you're helping to protect the broader surfing community. All covers are cut, sewn and packaged with love on the surf coast of Victoria. Use the Swellian code, Swellian15, for 15% off. That's board socks, 15% off all products with the code, Swellian15. been a while has been a while but i thought you know chopes is uh coming around so let's have a look at a couple of classic clips let's mm. dip back into one of the all-time chopes glitch cones uh by the great floridian wave hustler cj hobgood you remember this one vaughn i think i was there i'm almost positive i was there for this one i could be wrong but uh what year was it oh ooh, going back a ways i want to say 2000 and Eight or 2010, mm. something like that. But uh, I feel like I might have been there. I'm going to check in with Rondog, but I I kind of vaguely remember watching this from the tower. Mm. Uh, I, I think I was commentating beach commentary, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird sort of messy year. It wasn't exactly cooking, and uh, yeah, he gets this thing and just disappears on the phone ball. Like doesn't actually disappear on the phone ball, gets swallowed by it. Mm. Just gobbled. Well, I must have watched this a thousand times and what I kind of... It's so hard to figure out what happens because it, 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 it's, I reckon, the glitchiest tube make of all time. Mm. It's one of them ones where it, it, it defies gravity and there's just no possible way he could have uh, you know, been in any kind of conventional position in that tube. Mm. Like He packs it. It's a west one. It goes super square. He's so deep. And it looks almost like he gets exploded into the lip uh, and then somehow ends up still on his board and goes from the lip back to the base of the wave. And then the foam ball shoots him through. Like after the foam ball's already come out of the wave, he's like, it's one of the strangest waves. But how fitting it would go to CJ Hobgood, who I think has paddled or paddled the greatest wave of his generation. Uh, Fuck, that thing was so psycho. He is the man Mm. in any Big hollow left yeah. and uh, a, a fitting glitchy cone to the all-time Floridian cone fiend core lord <laughs> pink, hu- pink hunting redneck madman. <laughs> yeah, mate. I think uh, he was on that little sweet spot. I, remember the flow rider, that stationary wave mm-hmm. that used to exist? You could get in the back of that thing, put your tail on this little dry spot and just stand there and it wouldn't move your board and you'd mm. sort of have this weird view of the of the whole thing and then you... 
get back out of it. But I feel like he sort of hit that little sweet spot, which was almost like a pocket of air that was getting pushed in the through like in this stationary moment. And he opened his eyes after, you know, getting sort of hit in the face by all this whitewash and he was in Morris's rave cave. <laughs> And he yes. just went, I want no fucking part of this. No part of it. Uh, Christian values just fired up. Uh, the, the alerts were going off in his brain. And he went, no, no. And he just transported back to the moment and just come flying out, you know, moments later. So I think he actually just disappeared into a time vortex. And mm. yeah, the Morris Rave Cave just didn't appeal to him, mate. No, no, I, and I can see why. Uh, yeah, it is just a strange and baffling world to a Christian man, a God-fearing man from mm. the south of America. And, yeah, he's, as, as you said, wanted no part of it, just wanted to be out of that <laughs> rave cave. And there he just came flying out of the tube. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was, I think he's still kind of recovering from the, the trip to Morris's world. Not the biggest or the heaviest wave ever surfed the Chaves, but definitely the latest exit after a after a big old blowout that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Moving along, there's a bit of a, a surf catamaran collision at Burley Vaughan, a bit of a mm. schmozzle, someone riding some kind of, it looks like it's out of a around the world in 80 days or just some fucking bizarre surfing contraption and it's gone uh, It's gone tits up straight away. He's <laughs> ended up on the rocks like an absolute loon. But, uh, <laughs> it kind of brings to mind, Vaughan, the, the weirdest and worst surf inventions mm. of all time. Uh, I mean, there's a couple. Oh, I wouldn't mind running by it. The, the kite foil. Yes. Yeah. That, that one's a, a bridge too far for me. The foiling, I gave it a crack. And it uh, gave you a crack. As a from Earth kite surf in, in Ballon, it gave, gave me a, a, a couple of lessons. And yeah, it just uppercutted me. It's, it's not for me, mate. Too long, too many limbs, too many things to get chopped off or bruised or bashed. Uh, not a fan, but I mean, some people love it. Mm. Uh, but the kite foil, it just... You're just begging oh, for it. I don't know. There's so many accessories there. Like, how many can you cop? Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, it's so costly. So costly. So prohibitively costly. Mm. I can't imagine the kind of clientele who would, you know, have the, the spare loot to throw down on a, a kite and a yeah. foil and a wetsuit and, uh, I mean, a, a cod piece or a box. You need a helmet. Mm. Probably want something to plug the corn in case that uh, big razor keel comes, you know, flying at your butt cheeks. Jeez, mm. uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's an absolute clusterfuck. The motorized surfboard. We're actually going to see oh, yeah. a, a clip of this in action. Mm-hmm. That was at Voodoo down there near Cronulla. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, this thing. <laughs> what do you make of this one? I don't know. I saw this clip. I mean, it looks pretty sick. Uh, just the early entry and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, it's an early it's entry, just... all right. He was into that thing 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I just don't know, mate. I, I... Oh, it's confounding for, for me, Smithy. Like, why would you ride anything that's going to, you know, through a lineup where people are just quietly minding their business, waiting their turns, and you're just like hooning through on this fucking motorized craft? It's nah. Nah. It's a no. It's a no. He's not into it. The leg rope? Cucord. Cucord. There yeah. you go. Heard it here. Absolute cucord. Bring nah. it back. I mean, Derek Bring Hines back the no leggies. been saying for years, you know, one of the great, uh, one of the greatest uh, or most, you know, saddest things that ever got invented was the leg rope because it, it just allowed kooks and barnies mm. to just paddle out and start getting in the way. You yep. know, like, I mean, the, the amount of ocean knowledge and the amount of time you spent swimming before you could, you know, 
basically really learn to surf properly. I mean, you are figuring shit out on a micropic level mm. to be uh, losing your board every time you catch a wave, swimming all the way to the beach, having to find rips to get back out, all that stuff. But it might have hampered the progression and evolution of the performance aspect of the sport. You'd have to say a touch, Vaughn, you know, if they had have uh, outlawed the kook board. Oh, for I mean, sure. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not anti-leg rope, so I couldn't imagine surfing without one. But What would it take to outlaw the kook cord? The, the, these are the, the, the purists, the, uh, the old... The old guard, mate, who just want things to never change. They just, uh, yeah, they, they've got no time for the coup cord. No. Would we need some kind of uh, somewhat benevolent fascist dictator like Hind as the PM to outlaw the coup cord? I mean, oh. what kind of a, a leader would Hind make? Well, I mean, uh, he, he's got uh, more than uh, uh, enough reason to hate leg ropes. Of course, uh, lost mm. his eye in a leg rope incident. Board <laughs> flicked back, jammed a fin straight into the uh, cornea, and that was that. Fucking hell. Rough, rough. Mm. Yeah, no wonder he's got beef with the coot cord. Surf cams, Vaughn. Oh, uh, one here we of the go. weirdest or worst surf inventions or a great surf invention. Yeah, I depends on if you use them or not. I never use them, so uh, they don't really affect me. But um, yeah, people have plenty of beef with surf cams. Mm. I know that, uh, you know, you know the old ass, uh, the speeding cameras. There was one in Urunga that just have to be the most vandalized piece of fucking government property on earth. I never saw it without black spray paint on the lens and yeah, it used to warm the cockles of my hearts, maybe. Well played, well played enraged motorists and uh cash strapped bogans fucking smash the cans. <laughs> hey? And social media Vaughna. It's oh. been the absolute death knell of the the misto window and the the magical secret spot mm. hasn't it fallen. It's kind of decimated the culture as we know it. it I can't has. see a whole lot of good that's come out of it in terms of surfing. Uh, the only good that's really come out of it, mate, is uh, phone zone. Well, yeah, phone zone and um, Paul Fisher's uh, Instagram account. Mm. Just non-stop gurning at uh, f- festivals from Ibiza to Las Vegas. Where would Fisher be? If not for social media, I mean, he would be fucking mixing mud on a North End building site, wouldn't he? Like, he, can you? Would he have made it to the flighty rungs of the? He pop might music be. Uh, he could be a uh, maybe one of the performers at Dracula's up there on the Tweed Cove of the Cooling Gutter uh, Surfer Strip. He's got it in him, doesn't he? Oh, He's just sure. an absolute artiste, a performer, a flamboyant caricature. Yeah, Love just in fish. a pair of arseless chaps. Some kind of uh, Rocky Horror mask on and a leather vest. Oh, I love the fish. But yeah, there's, what a man. There, there's a few things. There's a few accounts I don't mind looking at, Smivy. Uh, what was, who got rinsed on uh, Instagram recently? Someone got kicked off, eh? Oh, the uh, kook, sl- uh, kook slams? Kook of the day. Kook of the day. Yeah, got zucked. Whew. I mean, that's criminal. Of all the things that you could zuck that's surfing related, mm. Kook of the day is the one thing you don't zuck. Mate, it brings so much joy zuck to people. Zuck some fucking, zuck some geotagging, continent-dropping mm. dogs. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Hey? Hey? Down with the zuck. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Hey, get back on protection, you mutt. Hey? Dog. Oh, sorry. Jackson Dorian is officially Turbo Skits fawn. Agreed. Uh, just a casual little Indo pit to alley-oop over dry reef and a, a mental view of the rotation on his GoPro. And it just got me thinking, is this the second coming of Dorian, both in a literal and figurative mm. sense. I mean, are we looking down the barrel of another decorated world tour career full of CT wins, uh, Mondo tubes, and, and maybe even a world title? Can he go one better than the old boy? 
Let's see. Let's do the math on this. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of history here. Uh, we had a child prodigy by the name of Nick Wood in Australia. Everyone knows him. Youngest ever winner of a CT event still to this day, I believe. 16, Bells Beach, 87. Godfather was Mark Richards at the time, the uh, four-time world champion. So a couple of parallels here with uh, Shane Dorian. Godfather of Jackson Dorian is, of course, Kelly Slater, the GOAT. Um, mm. But unlike Nicky Wood, maybe Jackson hasn't discovered the sacred herb yet. Mm. Um, and maybe... Uh, Seems unlikely coming from Hawaii, uh, you know, the home of the Pakalolo blend. Yeah. The what, Maui Wowie. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's walked past a, a couple of pickups with that funny smell wafting from it and a couple of the brothers mm. uh, having a toke on... Uh, something that's definitely not a cigarette, although well, it looks like one. Another non-parallel smithy is that uh, Nick Wood grew up in an era where pro surfing was about to go turbo fluoro, as we discussed earlier. Mm. You know, the big egos, the big money. The tiny nuts. The, the tiny nuts, the sports cars, the uh, bikini babes at every event. And uh, now, you know, Jackson Dorian's growing up where, you know, child prodigies, uh, they're everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. Uh, and there's, there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of money in surfing, so that, that young talent... It's scooped up, and I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of eyes here looking carefully at what path Jackson Dorian's going to take. I mean, he's a mad free surfer. He's already got a f monumental air game. It's going to be fun to watch him take on the juice in the next few years. And uh, what better coaches could you ask for? Surprise! The all-time Jaws party wave went down recently, Vaughn. Mm. Uh, it featured Albie Leia lying in a donut with someone else being towed by a kiteboarder, oh, a windsurfer on the face behind him, and Kyle Lenny pocket riding uh, after being whipped into one. I mean, is this... It's the death of the mythology of big wave surfing, that's mm. for sure. Are they just taking the piss, or is it, you know, is it is it theatre? Is it, is, it, is it a worthy uh, addition to the fabric of surf culture, just a, a bunch of Maui maniacs taking the absolute piss in waves of mortal coniquins? Mm. Well, I mean, it wasn't so long ago that it was believed that Jaws was just a, an un, unrideable beast. It took uh, Laird, you know, uh, one of the great crossover aficionados. I mean, there's no craft Laird hasn't ridden. No. I think kiteboarding and kite foils and Foiling motorized ski boots. boards and ski boots. And, oh, mate, he's done it all. So maybe Jaws is just that. Maybe it's the crossover surfer's ultimate playground. Mm. Well, we're, we're getting the read all wrong, mate. Mm. I mean, Laird pioneered it, so Laird has every right to let any person on any craft have a crack at it, surely. That's right, and they've kind of combined all of Laird's legacy into one stinking wave that's made an absolute mockery of surfing, and mm. uh, yeah, you can only wonder what Laird makes of it all, Vaughan, sitting there in his sauna, <laughs> just I reckon, uh, <laughs> steaming up, fogging up the windows, spitting chips, can't fucking believe this, man. Yeah. All my legacy... Just torn up in shreds by a bunch of fucking beatniks. Mm. All these fucking grommets. Well, no fucking of, respect. Speaking of rip cunts, we've got to chuck lead in that, that list as well. Oh, the rippedest. The mm. original ripped cunt. Yeah. Effortless Vaughan, the title of an article penned by Elise Trigger for Surfline on the Byron female longboarding scene, Effortless. Effortless. How to have fun and do it your own way with the women of Byron Bay. 
Uh, I'd like to read you oh, please an do. excerpt. Mm. I erupt into enthusiasm <laughs> as Law paddles in, entering with flair. She flickers down the line, doing her tango. I watch her and I fix my attention back to the lineup. After letting some go, I know my first one is going to ooze extra ecstatically. <sighs> it happens quickly as a fellow falls on an approaching wave. With board under my toes, I try to assimilate the speed of the wave. Working with each push, gliding with each ripple. I let the wave do the talking, gathering energy from underneath, totally swept up in the momentum. As I come out of a turn, the wave just manages to escape me, running down the line in a perfect ringlet. Ah, I pray someone's sitting right down the inside for that one. It was truly otherworldly. Behind me, Lauren's on the next one. Somehow she manages to make a cut, cut back, look both powerful and angelic as she passes on, painting her picture on an empty canvas. Hmm. Paddling back out, I just can't help feeling ecstatic for my lady friends. The way they pace along the waves with grace and flamboyance, timelessly like silk swaying in the wind. Or watercolour strokes on wet paper, every movement running into the next. It's been far too long since we all rejoiced. Muddy water from torrential rain and La Nina weather patterns briefly tamed our surfy salt rat addictions. Being back together and celebrating water energy again feels surreal. On star-aligned moments like this one, I feel obliged to stop, trying to absorb it all. I reflect back on the beginning of my journey with Mother Ocean. I've been blessed with a layer of crusty saline skin from these beaches since I can forever remember. All of my family are saltwater people and continue to play a huge role in the development of my relationship with the sea. Mm. Yet I feel after spending much time sharing waves with spokespeople such as Lauren Hill, I am becoming more and more aware of the value and knowledge within history and storytelling from our elders. Women such as Delta K, who educate modern society about the roots of a place we now call, quote unquote, Byron Bay. So happy Vaughan, mm. so inclusive, so much camaraderie, good vibes, respect, love. It's enough to make you sick. <laughs> I mean, what is this happy clapping nonsense? Uh, where's the slamous, where's the shameless self-centered fades, the, the snaking, the, the entitlement, the ego? This isn't the surfing I know, Vaughn. Mm. Uh, this is some dystopian kindness fest. It's a disgrace. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It must be something around the water, Vaughn, uh, in the water around Byron Vaughn. Some strange love-spreading parasite. Maybe leaked out of the, the mm. compost toilet at the Rosebank Rainbow Temple and infected everyone's brains. Did, did someone accidentally uh, swap the cocaine with MDMA? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely definitely a foreign culture to me, Vaughn, uh, as well. I live down there, west of Wardell, and it's a bit of a different vibe down there mm. to Byron Bay, world famous. Uh, mm. Plenty of nondescript, wind-blown beach breaks that never get good. Fucking more bites than you can fucking poke a stick at. Mm. I mean, you, you're basically pushing off the sand, mm. uh, and the water is thick with bites. Yeah. You're just paddling across bites. I know. Walk a, across it's their bites. It's a big, big bite zone. I don't know this this world that you've just described through this article on Surfline. Like, could I actually tap into what's going on here and sincerely and honestly feel the the desire for someone else, down the point to catch a, a magic ringlet that I missed? Mm. The magical ringlets, they only go to those, Vaughn, like you said, who have, you know, cultivated an internal state of peace and calm and mung beans and just ripping uh, gut flora. I'm down and, for uh, it. I want you know, it. 
charging your crystals, meditating, mm. hoffing, uh, being a, a loving, kind person with fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars so you can afford a, a coastal property up here. Mm. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a... I'm going to have to give it an over oh, because it is a, a utopian vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that the chicks are, you know, rinsing the corn. Yeah, always good. It's always good. You mm-hmm. want clean corns all, all around. Gender neutral That's corn right. rinsing is a, an absolute imperative of the modern condition, Vaughn. Right. nothing worse. And the corn is just... <laughs> <laughs> it's never good. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's a good thing, Vaughn. We're heading in the right direction. No, More okay. chicks in the lineup. More rinsed more, corn, more, more women more in the less assholes. That's 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 the truth. That's a hardcore truth. Mm. Dane Reynolds' surf film, Glad You Scored, just premiered. We haven't seen any of it yet. No. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's basically a... Uh, a it, it's kind of a, a narrativized surf film. You're in the narrativized surf film game. Uh, mm. And it, part of the film, Glad You Scored, the title alludes to a, a kind of a comment on the social media age of... Comparing cones, mm. uh, a bottomless pit of ill content. Once you're comparing cones, Vaughn, yes, never a good idea. Don't compare anything. Comparison is the uh, the fast track to depression. Mm, absolutely. And uh, Dane, for, uh, he did a great interview on the pickup there, uh, and very, you know, he's such a, an interesting, uh, anxious, you know, kind of pain filled character, and you you can kind of see him, um, you know, becoming that. Neurotic perfectionist filmmaker uh, of the ilk of Kubrick, you know, Woody Allen, mm. Kubrick. Uh, can you see him moving to Manhattan, uh, renting an apartment, and you know typing up endless horseshit manuscripts on a typewriter and smoking <laughs> really ten thousand no. darts? No, I think he loves our home. He loves his home beach and the culture of uh, Arvo beers and just surfing his local break and chatting with all the uh, you know the oversized coffee mug drinking loke dogs who lurk in those parts, but. Jeez, he's a good filmmaker. He's so good. Like, I mean, there's always a different take on it. It's never just, you know, um, oh, we'll, we'll do a slightly different spin. It's it's from concept to, you know, the the final uh, press of the button in the editing suite. It's it's so well thought out. It's beautifully original. And um, I, think he's, I think he's one of the better filmmakers in surfing. Slow Dance was Five cone pieces out of five mm. cone pieces. The Ando yep. expose uh, made by DR. Chapter 11, incredible film Epic. as well. Love that opening rant. So thought out. Just so, you know, it peels the onion, Smivy. Mm. And we all know when it comes to the onion, you don't want dirty corn, you don't want dirty onion as well, mate. That's right. Uh, in fact, vintage onions is what we want. This is how anxious... Dane was mm. on the morning of the premiere. He vomited his guts up. What? He was that freaked out. Oh, so he tapped back into his um, CT uh, neurosis. Mm. Yeah. Because um, he used to vomit, I think. Uh, or it, was, it was said that he gets so nervous he felt like he was going to spew before heat. Yeah, like, right. I mean, either that or he just had a, a, uh, some lingering effects from uh, a bout of E. coli from his last trip to Baja. Oh, yeah. Which is actually named in honour of lingering bouts of... E. coli, uh, Baha being bah, like the, the noise you make when you're chucking your guts up. <laughs> but uh, how funny is it watching other cunts spew? It's uh, oh. it's oh. like, you know, there's, a, there's unquestionably just this hilarious moment. Just that noise mm. of just... <laughs> 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 uh, and then there's... <laughs> Baha! 
and then, uh, uh, what, what about the little whimpers at the end? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's good. Oh, and I'm oh. off the window in a couple of days. Vaughn, what could possibly go oh, wrong? I know. I'll, I'll see you there. Uh, <laughs> but no, we've really opened the door for some karma <laughs> coit kicking here. But, oh, man, I, I've, I've had a... Uh, I've had a couple of double-enders over there that were just <laughs> toxic. Like, I'm talking, like, not bothering to go back to bed. Just yeah. just so endless and so relentless and so painful mm. that I just had to lie in the shower and just, just wait till it all dissipated. Yeah, that's when it gets you good, when you're in fetal position in your cold shower, yeah. dead naked, just convulsing oh. with excrement <laughs> and spew. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's an over for uh, the other. Yeah, Skids Premier too. Fuck, they send it over there in the states, don't they? Mm. It's like uh, red carpets and yeah. limos and a, a full press scrum. Oh, mate, we uh, we oh, the goons had a, a a great experience of playing at one of these big American movie premieres. We had a song on the Bruce movie uh, when that came out, uh, and uh, they had uh, the Vulcan Factory. I think it fits about. 5,000 people there and they had Pennywise playing we played and it's just skate demos and fucking shit going everywhere mate it was like a mini festival and they just uh, yeah they, they, no one does it bigger and uh, with more shit going on than the Seppos they just mm. know how to really send it and uh, like a Mon- song and a dance jeez Mondo Skeggs pop off at the Prem too the mm. uh, the Sussex the Sus cunts from Sussex just sending it for the septics, and I uh, yeah. went off. Yeah, fucking just a crazy giant send. So skits. No one who was vomiting up his guts mm. before it. Very nerve wracking. Over. 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 Big over. Big over to the DR as a film director. Born the angriest man in surfing is Reedy's head and a hemorrhoidal cornhole at Malibu. Uh, yeah, a guy has absolutely schwitzed. This is a classic story. Mm. Uh, a guy has absolutely schwitzed it out of Grom and uh, got into shore and just thrown rocks on his board, just put holes in the guy's board, then paddle it back out to, you know, push it out into the sea somewhere, some, something bizarre, but it's all been captured on camera, mm. uploaded to the internet, and it being Malibu in America, the litigious culture that it is, old mate has got his karmic... Kick up the coit, mm. plus um, getting sacked from his high-paying gig as a local real estate agent. And, uh, yeah, Vaughn, I mean, the the angry man. The angry man. He's a common archetype. Did you see a, a little bit of yourself in there, Smivy, or A little bit. I actually have a very similar story to this uh, back in Bondi Beach, world famous, when I was mm. a bit uh, innocent, wide-eyed, bent-nosed, swollen-knuckled lunatic of 19, 20 years old and having a scrap of an older man who, uh, you know, wanted to go. Mm. Wanted to go. And so in we went and uh, it didn't last very long. He ran into the shore break after a few straight jabs and left his board there, Vaughn, mm. unprotected on the beach. And old Smithy with his, uh, you know, perfect memory of point break as a 10-year-old, uh, he went up there and just went on a full stabbing spree. Wow. Gave it 12 of his best. Mm. Mm. Nice. I remember um, surfing. 
I've told this story in the potty before, but I'll, I'll do a quick whip. It was I was surfing Angowrie. Uh, there was a young Grom out there. Uh, it was just myself, Sam McIntosh, publisher, owner of Stab, and uh, this one Gromit. And this Gromit just did laps inside us just uh, two or three times. And Wheels uh, it was sitting next to me, and the Grom went in, and he just went, nah, nah, fuck this. And he, he paddled in, and he worded the Grom up. And he actually, he didn't yell. He didn't snap his board. He didn't throw rocks at it. But he said, here's how a lineup works. And here's how you respect the locals. And just schooled him. Just gave him a full rundown of, of surf etiquette and surf law. Because that kid, if he'd done that sort of shit on the wrong day, could have actually found himself in that position mm. that the uh, the kid at Malibu was in. Going viral on TikTok. Going viral. And, uh, and, you know, like the fucking weird thing is, if you start doing that, like there's cameras at the ready making, uh, you know, what should be a uh, surf lesson look like fucking bully, crazy man going loony. Mm. So, I don't know. I thought Wheels handled it really well. Educate. Don't fucking tear down. Educate. Mm. And, uh, Make the know, line up a better place for the next person. And definitely don't hurl giant rocks into the kid's surfboard and paddle That's it away. Weird. That's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. Not Especially weird. in America. You've got to know better than that. Far out. There's cameras everywhere. Under. 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 Does John John Flowers have Kelly Slater's foreskin in his knee? Does Gabby shave the bits of skin that none of us can see? If you drag your filthy corn home down to the face of the old man pipe, will sparks fly from a lack of comet across the lonely night? Are the wise judges crazy? Have they fucking lost the brief? Would Shane Horan take? Prophets will apply So scoff your shoes And ask us a question We will speak no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Ask us a question We'll tell you no lies Smithy, ask us a question. The Swellians are out in force. Not the fucking Swellians. Uh, this one is from Matthew Haynes, 23. Could be me old mate, Matty Haynes. Old friend of mine from up a sunny coast way. Don't know if it is on your Matty. How are you, mate? If it's not, how are you, Matty? Anyway, what's the note? Did you guys hear the GOAT commentator J-Bay on the hewing heat? Should he win Chopes? Quit the tour. And become the microphone champ alongside Rondog. What are your thoughts on this, Smithy? Because uh, the goat is a fucking phenomenal commentator. Like he, he's not scared to throw out his opinion. He has great insights into sort of you know the mechanics of heat strategies, heat structures, mistakes, uh, the strengths and weaknesses of emotional, uh, yeah, emotionally of, of the different competitors. I think he'd be a fantastic addition to the Wazzle commentary. Although, watch out throwing your opinions around. Uh, you know, we all know that uh, our good mate BL, who's got his own podcast cracking now, incredible listen Sick to, by the way. Potty. Unbelievable. Mm. Uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think the future holds here for Kelly uh, in terms of a media slash commentary role post-tour? 
Well, one of my all-time favourite commentary stints was the GOAT during that Fiji 2012 swell. Uh, absolutely juiced up on adrenaline and just ranting like a maniac through some of the craziest cones we've ever seen. The man's insight is obviously second to none. It's the pinnacle, uh, the amount of vision stored in the pineal gland, the amount of wisdom in his, uh, you know, pythalamus, the amount of just pure core credibility stored in his entire central nervous system is, you know, I don't think it'll ever be equaled in the history of man, which, uh, you know, judging by the state of current affairs, looks like it's probably going to max out in the next 15 years. But I think well, the GOAT definitely deserves his spot in the commentary team. Uh, you know, when you're weighing up the team, though, I mean, who do you drop? Kaipo, Shannon Hughes. I mean, who makes room for the GOAT? It's a hard question. <laughs> the other great uh, commentary performance from GOAT was uh, alongside Mick Fanning at uh, the Wazzle Finals last year. Mm. Those two sort of just dropped anchor in the booth, and all of a sudden we were just treated to not just sort of the spectacle in the water, but the two of the all-time greats. Uh, Bickering. This, with this, yeah, with this sort of like undercurrent of baggage maybe. Ancient mm. feud come to future. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of bickering going on in that. So... I liked how uh, every time, you know, Kelly had an opinion, Mick was like, yeah, yeah, nah, just yeah, nah, him out of the booth pretty much. And uh, it was just so good. So bring a bit of that back on for the Wazzle Finals. WSL, Fanning and Goat in the box. Pretty piss week if you ask me. Steve's 108. Uh, he wants to know, is Lob Mark Richards' love child? To your knowledge, mm. uh, I mean, they do look quite similar. They're both, uh, you could definitely say they're two of the, the more intellectual minds uh, to pull on the rashy. Any other similarities there for you, Smiv? Well, I can reveal the two-time gold comb piece award winner did manage to, in fact, get a DNA swab of Liam O'Brien. Don't ask me how, mm. but uh, he may or may not have been passed out face down on his bed after a big night at Huntington. <laughs> And uh, in came oh. Smithy through the window in his trench coat <laughs> with so his cotton the, bud. Have you got the results or when is that coming in? Yeah, I can confirm he is, in fact, the illegitimate love child of Mark Ridgens and his whole life to date has been one big fat lie. Oh, you know, Brian, my God. So. Get on the twinnies, Lobby. That's the lesson here. Get on the mm. twins, mate. You'll rinse the changers. Get back on protection, you mark. McDevitt Electrical. Uh, McDevitt Electrical. I wonder if that's the name of the business. Could do. I need. I need a Sparky. I've got a do few you? jobs. Yeah. yeah, hit him up. Yeah, mate. Laurie Towner is now basically every Aussie bloke's man crush. UTFS. That's just a comment, not a question. Uh, mm. Your thoughts on that? He's Smith? definitely my man crush. He's uh, yeah. You know, just to sit in the orbit, sit in, just to share any kind of space with a man. You know, you can charge your crystals off that alone, Vaughn. Hope you get the lot, your dog. Matty Fish uh, wants to know, uh, surfing is now featured on all the punting apps. Uh, Neds, proud supporters of the show, Smivy. You've said on the show before that surfing would be the easiest sport to rig. Just mm. paddle out and don't catch a wave. So which CT surfers, past and present, would be most likely to be caught up in a match-fixing scandal. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Well, I'll just pre preface this by saying, allegedly, everything we say from this point on is allegedly, possibly, not really possible. But 
who do you reckon is going to uh, take the easy money and throw the heat? Well, I always thought it would have been those guys at the very bottom end of the world tour who are hard up for cash, who are, you know, traveling the world, uh, sharing hire cars, sleeping in board bags, you know, your Blake Thorntons, your Dion, At- <laughs> Dion Atkinsons. <laughs> Oh, the boys. Sorry, Kennedy, boys. You're Sorry, Stewie boys. Kennedys. I mean, look, I'm just, uh, this is no comment on their, their characters. I'm not no. saying that these are the, the type of people necessarily uh, who would have the, you know, just unscrupulous mm. nature to rinse uh, the gambling situation. But, you know, fuck, they were doing it tough, mate. You know, when you're digging holes to get on the tour and uh, mm. have a crack at the world's best, yeah, a man... Look, it's a rigged game, so you know, fucking get yours, mate. Rig it back, mate. Who's going to be the uh, the the policeman? Will it be Luke Munro? Will he take on the uh, the role of Senior Sergeant Gary Conehead as someone who watches the numbers and uh, is deeply involved in setting the the odds? You know, oh, hang on a minute. Oh, we've got a big betting plunge here on Jake Marshall. Yeah, oh, a huge betting plunge on Jake Marshall in this uh, first round at, at Chopes. What's going on here? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess like the the hard part for those, those one-hit wonder, one-year kind of working-class battlers is that, uh, you know, it, it, what are they going to do? What are they, they're going to bet themselves, bet on themselves to lose the heat? They're going to fucking lose anyway. Mm. They're long odds. I mean, the, the, the way to win money would to be betting on themselves to win the heat, uh, in which case they're going to have to convince their much more esteemed opponent to take the money. Uh, but he's probably already got the money because he's sponsored and doing it easy. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, big time. Look, it's 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 probably a problem that's going to rear its head at some point in surfing. It's going to be a, a dark day, a dark, dark day for the administration. But there's a, there's a little part of me, Smivy, that just feels like surfing, as, as much as it tries to be this polished, corpo, you know, uh, top-line sport, I mean, you know, perhaps the, the, the final straw to break the camel's back and just condemn us to a life of corpo fucking puppetry is making the Olympics. But some part of me just thinks like Mickey Dora, if the tour existed back in his day, so, if he was on it, mate, fuck, he would have been throwing heats left, right and centre to get the are easy you green. kidding me? Ah, uh, yeah. And I mean, look, the fact is, if there was any rigging of heats going on, it would have already happened. Uh, I think it'd be much harder to do now. So, you know, if it did happen to whoever got away with the bags of loot, well played. Well played.